The sponsor of our show today is CNE Wildlife. CNE Wildlife partnered up with North American Deer Talk. We're incredibly grateful for that. If you get a, a chance or an opportunity, say thank you to them. And the reason is really simple. They have 30 years of commitment to all natural probiotics. This commitment's really a passion for them. And they've established that through university research at Texas Tech. Whether that be their fawn paste, their top score product, their show choice, farm pack, all the various products they have, they really provide a service and a set of products that helps your herd thrive. Give Sadie a call over there at CNE and uh, order up some good stuff. We think you'll like it. We know we do. We've been uh, product users for almost 15 years now. Um, we feel it's the best around. So get you some CNE wildlife today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It's been a month, I believe. Um, my apologies to you for not coming and having a chat. It's been an uh, incredibly busy month. Uh, as you heard in the show intro, we have our show sponsor, CNE Wildlife. So thanks again to CNE. Um, had a conversation with, uh, with Sadie. We've been a long time uh, user of the CNE products. We think that they are uh, best in class. And we were able to work out a partnership on the North American Deer Talk sponsorship. So again, we, we thank, um, we thank CNE for that and um, give them a call. Check, check out their products. We, we think they're, like I said, best in class. So thank you, Sadie, for that. Appreciate it. Um, I wanted to get back on the mic in the worst way, and I have been incredibly busy. I suspect, as uh, many of you have, it's, um, it's you know, middle of September. Um, everybody's kind of been uh, scrambling, moving deer around for the past month or so. We had a couple trade shows here. Um, and you know, it was good to, to chat with the folks at, uh, at TDA. We, we went down there for, uh, Servant Solutions and, um, you know, thanks, thanks all of you who, who stopped by and we got a chance to talk some deer, talk some vaccines and, and herd health, which is something that is kind of near and dear to our heart. Um, certainly had some conversations about. Uh, chronic wasting disease, and, and we're going to touch on a little bit of that today. Uh, that um, is a topic that consistently uh, consumes me personally and, and has for, for some time now, and I, I think many others in the industry are, are working on that too. Um, so since we last talked, um, CWD GPS has been released into the wild. Um, it is now commercially available in the United States for NADAR members to sample their white-tailed deer. So that's me clapping for those on the audio. I am extremely excited about it. Um, you're going to hear me reference some uh, commentary via PDFA, the Pennsylvania Deer Farmers Association. Uh, I, I am the president there and uh, I try to be an active voice in our, our capital and um, you know, in our in our industry on a on a state and maybe a little bit on a national level, um, you know, through this through this podcast, just you know, chatting out various things. Uh, but we've been we've been talking a lot about uh, CWD GPS. We've had you know multiple podcasts with um, uh, Professor Seabury 
Um, thank you, Dr. Seabury, for, for doing those. We hope to do more in the future. Um, we've been having some, some offline conversations, um, kind of looking at, you know, maybe doing another show. Well, we're certainly going to have Nadar back on now that this has been released and, and chat with Gary and, and David over there about, you know, some of the things that, that they're seeing and try to make this a, a good communication platform for everybody to uh, participate in. If you have comments, you know, if you're watching on YouTube, pop those comments down there. You want to shoot me an email, you can do that too. Um, I, I like feedback. I appreciate interacting with each of you. Um, you know, I, I, I cherish the relationship that we have and, um, you know, some of the responsibility, I guess, that I have on this microphone uh, to all of you to, to have some of the conversations that we're all, we're all kind of thinking about. So, um, you know, with the release of the uh, CWD GPS, um, I think, you know, industry as a whole has the responsibility to try to educate uh, membership on, on, you know, what's going on with that, what it is. And one of the things that the Pennsylvania Deer Farmers Association decided to do is, you know, we had the unfortunate uh, cancellation of our, our fall sale. And while that was, you know, a painful reminder of what, um, you know, chronic wasting disease can, can do from a, a regulatory standpoint, and it certainly created a lot of uncertainty in our state, we took that as an opportunity to try to add some value to our membership and say, hey, you know, we, we, we understand that, um, you know, this is a tough time. Let's try to do something positive. Let's get together for a day. Um, and we did that at the Blair County Convention Center last Friday. I think that was the 17th, uh, September 17th. And we had an education day. And we presented... Um, you know, the future of cervid farming related to chronic wasting disease highlighting CWD GPS. So there was multiple presenters and, and presentations. Uh, we kicked off the day with our, our board meeting and um, we had some opening remarks, which I presented, and then we did the intro to CWD GPS, which was just like a really high-level basic overview of the technology and, again, some of the real basic parts uh, of how we got to where we are today. Um, and that was, that was something that, that I presented. Um, I had had some conversations with a past president of the PDFA, uh, who many of you know, Glenn Dice, and I asked him to, um, you know, do a, a educational session on the implementation of uh, GEBV, which is genetic evaluation breeding values, uh, which he uh, graciously said he would. So um, he had a nice presentation on that and, and kind of dove a little bit more in detail into the, the actual nuts and bolts of uh, the technology and, and, and his thoughts on implementing uh, as he was, you know, fortunate to be part of the, the pilot program um, initiated by the USDA and Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture's uh, using this technology. So um, he has a, a unique perspective on that. Uh, we also had uh, the fortune, and I, I skipped over this, and I apologize, we had the, the um, uh, executive director of Nadifa in uh, Sean Schaefer. He gave some opening remarks there uh, in the in the beginning of the event. We appreciate Sean uh, coming in and and 
you know, having, having, you know, a national perspective that he could present to us. So, you know, after, uh, after Glenn, uh, did his, his talk, uh, you know, we, we had some, uh, good conversation and dialogue. Uh, we had a, an open forum to have some discussion and, and that was based around this, you know, CWD, uh, GPS program and breeding values. Um, you know, I shared my, my herd evaluation up on the screen. Um, I asked Glenn some questions. We had some, some back and forth dialogue and, um, there was some great commentary within the room, within the audience. And they asked some really good questions and, you know, Glenn and I kind of answered, uh, those and, and gave a little perspective. We, I kind of broke down, um, you know, how I was looking at my evaluations in my herd because I have a, a relatively small herd and it's a, a little bit easier to consume than Glenn's um, as he has a, a substantially larger herd than mine. Um, so we looked at those things and it was a it was a really good discussion. It was one of my favorite parts of, of the day where we got to interact directly with the, the folks that were there. Um, and they could, they could ask some of their, their questions and, and concerns over, um, you know, the technology and implementation and things like that. So I think we covered a lot of good ground there. Uh, then we had a, a regulatory update from uh, our vice president, our current vice president, uh, Todd Geringer. And we also looked at the, um, I gave a, a short uh, talk or discussion on, uh, the assessment of risk in a, um, you know, in a, a CWD world and, and how I kind of look at, at risk and, and tailor that to our, our program uh, here at, at our farm uh, or our operation. Uh, so that was interesting too. And again, we, we, it was, the, the crowd was um, a perfect size for the, the type of conversation that we were having. And we had some, some really great interactions. So from, from, the PDFA, uh, uh, at least as as me speaking for them, we thank you all for coming. So if you were there, uh, you intended in person, uh, we we appreciate it. Um, we had a we had a good time and a great day, and I think overall as an industry uh, in Pennsylvania, I see some I see some bright lights. And um, while you know sometimes you can look at things and and there's just immense challenges. Uh, with with chronic wasting disease and and the regulatory environment that that exists, um, I, I think we have a good path forward. So anyway, that was the recap of our day. Um, we uh, had a videographer in, and we uh, videoed all the, the segments. So I hope to have some of those starting to become available, um, almost to consume as a as a series. Um, but each, each one of the talks was, call it 15 to 30 minutes. The Q&A went quite a, quite a bit longer um, as we had kind of open discussion. And um, we just, we had time during the day. We tried to stick to the schedule of events uh, as a guide, but it, um, you know, we, we sometimes you go a little long, sometimes you don't. But that was a, that was a real, that was a, a real encouraging day. Um, at least for me personally, I, I've been kind of, looking at this technology for a while and then I got my results here I think in the, the first round that was released call it three weeks ago or something and it really changed my perspective on how I can look at my herd 
and I there's this kind of like sticking point in my head and uh, Dr. Seabury had, had said something to me and I I think it's worth repeating here and I'm, I'm paraphrasing but the um, the breeding value is is a number right and people are like well what do we do with these numbers right we got these negative numbers and positive and you know that that number represents um, a, a susceptibility prediction right and it's a trait and as soon as you look at that number as a trait and say we've never bred for this trait before um, we can start doing that. I think you have a different perspective on how to approach your herd, um, or at least I do. You know, maybe, maybe you don't. That's fine. Like no one's no one's saying you have to use this or, or um, you know, think about it that way. But it was it was as soon as I started like comparing that to you know breeding for you know big animals or or uh, you know long G twos or good beams or spread or whatever that is, whatever traits that you're, you're knowingly breeding for. Um, it was, it was interesting. It was interesting to, to that kind of clicked for me. Um, so I thought I'd share that. Let's see what else we got going on on the, uh, GE BV front, which is the, uh, breeding values we were discussing. Um, I've been trying to encourage as many farms as I can, uh, to get their bucks tested. Now, if you're in Pennsylvania and you're a member of the association, uh, first, thank you for that. Second, we got 500 bucks with your name on it. You can get um, 10 free CWD GPS tests. So, you know, if you have some some uh, collections in the tank of some older bucks, you should get those tested. We'll pay for it. Um, the, the goal, and you can get anything you want tested, but I think getting bucks done this year um, given the time that we have till uh, breeding season is is best, and we're just trying to identify some really high quality, low susceptibility animals. If you have one of those, that'd be great. I'm I'm a buyer, right? Like uh, I'm a buyer of semen. I know quite a few other guys that are are looking for some um, you know some animals with uh, good breeding values. And you know you're like Josh, what's a good breeding value? Well, every everybody's farm is going to be different. Right. Um, what I can tell you is that looking at my herd, if I if I use an animal that has, you know, a, a negative point two or greater, um, I, I would be comfortable with that. That's kind of where I'm at. Um, you know, I have a, a pretty substantial amount of my herd is under uh, plus one. Now the the cutoff that Dr. Seabury's recommended cutoff is negative point zero five six. So I have very few animals that meet that cutoff. I have a couple, um, and I have quite a few that are like just hanging out above it. So they're like positive zero zero five or somewhere in that range. Um, if they're bred, if those does are bred to a good buck, um, you know the offspring should should meet that minimum cutoff criteria uh, and and that's kind of where we're at I've I've looked at my farm I've assessed the risk uh, to us in the best way that I know how um, through my business practices and and um, you know geography and things like that and uh, granted again I'm not saying that that is the end-all be-all um, it's the best I have today to to do that and when the video is available 
from our talk, you can look at kind of how I looked, look through um, how, I, how I come at assessing risk uh, in relationship to chronic wasting disease. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, the industry benefits. Um, you personally benefit. If you find a good buck that has good breeding values, you know, you can sell that, make a little money. Um, and, and hopefully, you know, the, the, the semen on those animals is priced reasonably that, you know, others can afford it and we can try moving our, our collective herd, you know, away from CWD. So, you know, kind of what's the, what's the plan, right? I get, I get asked like, what's the, the long-term plan, um, not only for, for you, but for, you know, like the industry in Pennsylvania. And, you know, from our standpoint at the, at the Deer Farmers Association, like all we can do is encourage people to, um, you know, try to, try to use the technology or at least educate them on it so they have a better understanding of what is available to them, right? And, and I think we've, we've done a, a good job at that. Um, you know, we've, we as a, a board have, you know, had lots of conversations uh, with each other and uh, various others trying to, you know, kind of get a game plan around it. And uh, certainly I've, I've made it, um, you know, a part of my, um, you know, my, my life, if you will, um, at least for the past, call it couple months, um, just to try to, you know, educate people on it. Now, while educating uh, others, you know, I'm teaching myself. And, and certainly the the um, you know the reading of, of Dr. Seabury's original paper uh, was good, and then we had uh, I was I was fortunate enough to to be on a, um, a USDA stakeholder event where there was a, a, a person from USDA. Uh, I think it was out in the West Coast. I want to say Washington, and um, they gave a presentation on it, and it was a different take on how Dr. Seabury has presented it and it was it was really informative and, and the guy did a great job I apologize I don't remember his name this was like a year ago um, but it was it was really it was interesting um, and of course you know I've been fortunate enough to have a couple pretty long form uh, conversations with with Dr. Seabury and um, you know I get to I get to rewatch or listen to those um, and I, I pick up stuff all the time like so, you know, as we put that information out there, it's there for everyone. Um, and, and I think, I think long term, the goal in Pennsylvania is just to s stop having animals test positive for CWD. I, I, I'm a realist. I understand that that's going to take some time. And, and it doesn't mean we stop working on other things um, at all. Like, I was, again, I was, I was in, uh, Harrisburg on, on, um, Tuesday of this week. And, you know, we had seven congressional meetings and we, we talked about, uh, we talked about this technology and we talked about other challenges that we have with chronic wasting disease and, and kind of where the, the deer farmers fit in. So it's not a, it's not a one-way conversation. Um, us just, you know, telling people about this CWD GPS, there's a lot of other, parts of the conversation that are being had. So it's, um, it's something important, right? So, um, I guess we'll, we'll kind of wrap up on this, uh, association note, you know, various associations, whether it be from a, a state standpoint or a national standpoint, um, m most of these are, are volunteers, 
Um, they do a ton of work on, on your behalf. If you, if you, and, and everybody has, um, kind of their own, uh, personality and, um, engagement and passion on various, uh, things to work on. So you're seeing this, uh, really kind of neat organic, um, community that's developed within the servid world that we work on all sorts of different things. Now, most of the stuff we work on is, is chronic wasting disease. Uh, I am not blind to the fact that in, you know, pretty much every other state outside of a few over here in the Northeast, uh, folks deal with, with EHD. I, I hate even saying that cause it's like a dirty, uh, a dirty acronym and it's legit a, uh, you know, a massive killer. I, I've seen some posts in the various, um, you know, Facebook groups of, you know, people losing, you know, dozens and hundreds maybe of animals. Um, my heart goes out to you guys. You guys, I, I don't know how you deal with it. Um, I, I hope, you know, I'm knocking on my, my desk here. Um, I hope I never have to deal with that. You know, I got, couple decades in and I, I haven't had EHD at my place yet. Hope it doesn't happen. We we're geographically pretty tucked into the mountains and, and pretty far north. Um, doesn't matter. You know, it can still come here, but, uh, man, I know that's a, a challenge and, and I'm sure that there are people that are spearheading those conversations with, um, you know, folks in the know and, and, and that, trying to address that in the best way that they can. Um, so I, I, I think that's interesting. I know that there, um, you know, is, is lots of other things that are, are challenges to deer farmers. And, um, we just need to, we need to work through all them. It's not, uh, you know, nobody denies that, uh, interactions with, with government can be hard. Um, if you've dealt with government before, you know that. And, uh, certainly as, you know, someone that's been around in Pennsylvania a long time and, uh, you know, I've had my, my shares of, of running with, with, uh, with regulators and, you know, it's challenging, right? But like, you got to keep up the good fight and, you know, keep trying to have conversations that, that bear fruit. Uh, and that's, that's all you can do. So if you get a chance, just say thank you, shoot someone a quick note. Um, there's a lot of people doing a lot of things out there, um, you know, whether they're, they're paid or they're not paid, you know, they're trying to work on, on your behalf. So if you, if you can, it, it, it always, it, it makes, it makes a difference when you say thank you and, uh, you know, you throw a little praise, uh, towards someone or, or even offer some, you know, constructive criticism. Um, those things go a long way. So I, I certainly personally appreciate them. And I know, you know, some of you have, have reached out um you know about the show or about some of the work that that we do um it doesn't go unnoticed and you know it means a bunch so there's there's that now let's see what else did we uh what else did we get into here um it honestly it's been it's been a lot of uh a lot of uh cwd stuff lately a lot of just education and nadar work and and things like that um, let's shift gears. Let's talk about, uh, fall. Let's talk about moving bucks. Let's talk about getting fawns weaned. Let's talk some vaccines. Cause that's what we do. Um, 
So it is September 23rd here today. The show will probably be released next week sometime. Um, so we're, we're getting into the end of, you know, middle to end of September. Breeding season's right around the corner. Uh, if you don't think it is, it is. And knowing that we had, I don't know, as many early fawns as I have seen last year, I don't see why that would be different. I mean, I saw people, quite a few people posting fawn bursts in April. Um, those are October breedings, people. Like, those are October breedings. So we need to really start thinking about what we got going. Now, for your AI, oh, excuse me, for your AI, you know, you dictate the, uh, the schedule. Live breeding, you can dictate it if you want to, um, and, and many do, right? Like many people uh, cedar up their animals or synchronize their, their does and, and, and kick them out in the buck, you know, one, kick them out with the buck, maybe one by one or, or something like that. So, um, you know, it's something to, something to think about. I think that with the, you know, availability of the, the CWD GPS texting, um, it's important to get yourself an all flex tagger with the TSU tubes. You can pick those up at like uh, a Valley vet or, um, you know, PBS animal health. We, we, we've been doing business with PBS animal health, not a sponsor, um, for, you know, a long time, many, many, many years, uh, well over a decade. And, um, you know, they're, they're good people. They do good business and, and they're, you know, not, not too far from us. So shipping is pretty quick, but they have those. Um, when you're running animals, do that little ear punch. And, you know, even if you don't send them in, you have them, they're saved. You can throw those in the freezer. They'll last in there for a while, a long while. Um, so do that. Make sure you're doing that. You know, as far as as your your health program goes, you know, for us, you know, we're running we're running um, uh, vaccines into our fawns. Uh, call it you know two three weeks prior to physical separation. So run the does and the fawns, get our hands on them. You know, give them some shots if you need to. Wormer, whatever you're doing, vitamins. Um, you know, make sure you're doing your your inventories and your your tagging and whatever else, uh, and give your vaccines. So, you know, we have our, our PV2, uh, product, which is our abscess slash pneumonia, uh, by far, I think the most comprehensive, uh, vaccine that, that, uh, the industry has available. We have three mycoplasma isolates in that now, um, you know, which is, we'll call it industry leading. And then we have our, our EV1 product, which is, uh, for the digestive system. So you get your E. coli and Clostridia coverage in there. But get that into your fawns. You know, you can do your does. And uh, make sure these guys are, are healthy going into winter and breeding. Um, it pays it pays dividends. You know, some guys are like, ah, oh, I skipped the, skip the fall. And I, I just, I, I don't do that. Like, um, over time, it's, it's, it's been more advantageous to make sure, especially in the fawns, because they haven't had any vaccines yet. Um, it's been it's been really good to do those those fall uh, shots into them, kind of get them primed up for the winter. And I even know some guys that you know they'll they'll do a booster in uh, you know call it December, and those fawns tend to do really well over the winter. And that's important, you know. They get a lot of big temperature swings, and you know we talked we've talked about how weather is not the 
the only, um, it's not the reason that things happen, but it can be a trigger um, and cause, you know, a stress event. So those are something, some things to, uh, to consider. My afternoon coffee will have to excuse me. I, uh, I think that, um, that it's worthwhile and, and certainly, you know, healthy dose, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's good to have those going into breeding season. So they, you know, have, have adequate, uh, conditioning to, to go through the winter. So with that, again, I, I just wanted to do a, a kind of a, a quick update. Um, I'm going to do a, this was a non-prepared show and I, I do do these sometimes. Um, I will have a, a, a prepared topic hopefully here in the near future for you. Um, again, thanks to our sponsor, uh, CNE. Certainly, um, if you appreciate the work we do, you want to help support the show, you know, outside of, of becoming a sponsor, you can head over to the Servant Solutions uh, website and uh, just click on the membership tab. You can you can uh, do a membership. There's some value uh, on the back side of that. One of the biggest values is you get a $90 per bottle discount on vaccines. If you're not interested in uh, doing vaccines, but you just want to contribute to the show, we appreciate it. It's um, it's something that um, you know we don't again we don't take for granted and um, is a is a way for you to to support that show. So with that, we'll wrap up. And as always, stay tuned for another episode of North American Deer Talk.